Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. We're going to do so eating a little bit of junk. So I've got my junk food here, which is actually some Burger King, which it's it's a small burger. But so here's the thing. I got you that burger uh-huh. and I know you like the Impossible Whopper. It's way better. But it's five dollars. Uh-huh. That one was one dollar. Oh. I also was driving that that burger's like an hour old. So it's if Why I had, would you tell me that? I'm just <laughs> saying I'm just saying that if I had gotten you a five dollar burger and then it was inedible once I got here, then it would have wasted five bucks. This I mean if you don't eat this one. It just costs a dollar, basically. I'm eating it no matter what. Okay, well, then you're welcome. What? And I have some chocolate pudding. And I will explain why I have that a little bit later during junk time. Also, you must know, I have seen every episode. I'm a huge fan, started watching in 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I've seen season one and those we done on the show. And a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. All right, this is Mr. Monk is Up All Night, Season 6, Episode 9. So here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Natalie and Mr. Monk leaving the barber when an unknown woman passes Adrian on the sidewalk, and he is taken aback by her. He begins chasing her through people and traffic, but never reaches her. When Natalie questions his outrageous behavior and asks for an explanation, Monk has none and has no idea who the woman was. This leads him to many sleepless nights and eventually roaming around the city where he manages to stumble upon a murder. But after he calls the captain and lieutenant, they are confused to find a completely clean, seemingly non-existent crime scene. They encourage him to sleep it off when Monk spots the man he saw murdered is alive and well, only to then see him again shot dead only a short time later. It turns out the original murder Monk witnesses was staged. The ruse was set up for a coin dealer, Jacob Posner, who was an easy target for two grifters to shake down for some of his priciest coins in exchange for the murder to disappear. Then, when they were investigating the fake crime scene and questioning Posner, he realized he'd been duped and set out to really murder the two criminals. In the nick of time, a drunk captain and Randy apprehend all the bad guys, and Monk is able to identify the mysterious woman, a transplant patient who had received Trudy's corneas when she passed. Monk and the woman share a touching moment, and Adrian finally gets to sleep in the end. So, Candace, no, you I always mess that up. So that was Mr. Monk is up all night. So Candace, what did you like about this episode? Okay, first we have Dr. K's session, right? Whenever he's with Adrian and Adrian's so stressed about, I can't sleep. I don't know who this woman is. I just can't. And he's like, you know, Adrian, don't worry about it. No one could possibly remember every person they'd ever. Oh, okay. never mind. (laughs) And then Monk's just like, like looking at him like, like, really? And then he just keeps saying, like, I just know her. I just know her. And I don't know where I know her from, but I know her. And I don't know why. And Kroger is, like, very interested in this. And he's like, hmm, 
I'm very intrigued. The monk's like, oh yeah, I'm glad you're intrigued. Now think, think if it could, <laughs> it could possibly be. Were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right off the bat, kiddos, I could tell this is going to be a great episode. It was so, like, hmm. different from most, like, beginnings. Which, that's actually a dislike that I never thought about. That all the beginnings always were the same music. And I'm almost oh, like, ugh. It's like, well, I don't think it's the same music. But that that's, I, that's a digression there. You know, the same, like, and you're like, ugh. Well, I don't know. I'd say it's, like, probably half and half, though. Well, nah. It's probably 75, 25, where it's, like, a murder and so it's creepy, so it's creepy music, yeah. and then the other half is Monk doing something, and so yeah. it's more whimsical, just depending on what he's doing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, from the beginning, I was like, this is going to be so good. I, I just know it. I have Randy in pajamas. So he's in his Captain America stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And he, there's a few different lines in there, which is really funny, but he says, it's a Gen X thing, and, which is hilarious. And, uh, and then the captain... The captain just keeps making jokes like, oh, maybe you can borrow Wonder Woman's plane. Oh, he's going back to Gotham City. But the best one is when they're going into the bar to get drinks. And he says, he says like, hey, can you get us a drink? My grandson here just made captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. This entire episode is so weird. It feels, it feels like an out of body experience. It feels like a fever dream almost. Yeah. Like it's so odd because you're always expecting the same thing whenever you go into a monk episode mm-hmm. that it was so like different and i love that so much yeah i that's i really like that that it's a fever dream that's so true there's you know i mean pick pick a favorite show of yours you know besides monk and there's got to be at least one episode where something is just like trippy I, there's like an mm-hmm. episode of like the flash like that of house and where uh-huh. you just it's like the main character and it's just them and either, you know, they're hallucinating or something like that, but mm-hmm. which th- obviously this isn't, but it feels that way because Monk is alone, because he hasn't yeah. slept, because he sees a murder that no one else sees. It is very fever dream. I yeah. really like that yeah. description. That's that's good. I like that point. I love when Monk pokes the guy with the broom. Oh, yeah. It gave me, like, fashion show vibes where he draws the mole on the girl mm-hmm. after she's dead. But this was, like, different, though, because obviously he had a total and utter reason to believe that this man mm-hmm. was faking being dead. And so he just, like, kind of pokes the guy with the broom and is like, hey, come on, wake up. We know you're faking. And the, the, the janitor, whoever, is like, dude, like, he's dead. What is wrong with you? Stop it. So that was, that was hilarious. But I thought they did a good job of... Making it not cringy mm-hmm. because it's like we we were kind of in on yeah. the the situation that was going on, but yeah. Usually, me and you like to be like, oh, we could totally write the show, but this episode really for me proved it that like maybe we should <laughs> leave the writing to you know the writers of the show. So, yeah, yeah, that would be really hard to write this adventure of mm-hmm. Monk again just solo by himself and what. What kind of antics could go on? But then also what we'll talk about in a minute is putting the beginning together with the end and then tying that all throughout the storyline. Yeah. That is crazy. That is crazy and just impressive, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stotty with the big clue. He's, you know, Monk solves it himself. I think by himself, right? Because he, uh, he throws the newspaper at the guy and knocks him down. So at that same time, Stottlemyre and Randy are in the bar getting drunk. But Stottlemyre discovers the napkin, the purple napkin. He's uh. like, it's the same napkin. 
And so I was like, oh, starting with the big clue. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I really liked how this episode was like a perfect balance between chaos and harmony. And it was like not too chaotic and not too like peaceful as usual monk episodes are. So I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, like as you said, completely like hallucinating episode. It was like made sense and and Mm -hmm. it wasn't too crazy, which I enjoyed. Yeah, that's true. I mean... I, I do feel like it was very, very peaceful. So maybe I disagree with you a little bit on that one. But, I mean, it, it still it still was good. And it was arguably also a little bit confusing as you're going through it. Mm-hmm. and Because, like, you didn't know who, you know, the first scene was all about. You don't know what the heck that's about. Then yeah. you see the murder and you don't know what the heck that's about. So I would say that it was, like, chaos and then mostly peace and then chaos with the murder and then Mm -hmm. mostly peace again so yeah um but i I get what you're saying for sure yeah i really enjoyed how this was just such a well-deserved break from the predictability of a regular monk episode and i mean yeah i do enjoy a good monk episode i'm like a classic or whatever but just throwing these curveballs every once in a while is so great and i love it that's yeah that's a good point um i have captain america or drunk Captain America saves the day. <laughs> uh, going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he's drunk and he has the trash can lid as the as his shield. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> and we were just talking about that too. Uh, we were talking about Halloween costumes. We're like, oh, if you dressed up as Randy, that would be mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, like because we were talking about like uh what we would do in like their quote-unquote like scenarios or whatever like benji would be in like baseball clothes or whatever yeah to make you like stand out yeah. as that character or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah because how not just like a random dude in a trench coat it's yeah. like brandy and halloween is coming up yes so yeah and i'm actually i'm actually gonna dress up as a monk character so i'm really excited about that i've been slowly building my Ooh. my little wardrobe there so uh, I'll definitely post that whenever it's, you know, Halloween. And Stay I dress tuned up, so. to the Insta at uh, Junk Monk Podcast yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And then my last like is just, I, I just love this episode in general. Please go watch it right now and then come back and watch this episode <laughs> again. Yeah, I'm excited to, you're hyping it a lot. I feel like most of your likes weren't specific things. They were very mm-hmm. like, I like the overall thing, which seems like it will bode well in your rating. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. I'm honestly a little bit torn about this episode because it's, it's, and it's unfair, completely unfair what my reasoning is, but it was almost like, and this, and my last life too, Trudy's eyes. So that was such a great, super sweet moment, but also super suspenseful. Like I said, it tied into the rest of the episode, but it was almost like I was waiting for that scene at the end. And then, so it was almost like I, I you know, mm-hmm. I didn't care about the middle, which sounds terrible. But it was like, because the end scene is so good that I'm just like waiting for it and waiting for it in anticipation. And so that kind of made me, you know, affect my rating a little bit. And which again is probably not fair. But again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance going off my gut reaction, but also knowing that it is a great episode. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you say, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if just, uh, yeah. 
But but yeah, so Trudy's eyes though, I remember being like, who the heck is this lady? Uh-huh. She's so like plain looking, but also intriguing looking at the same time with her like blue eyes. And yeah, so Trudy's eyes, very, very clever and very yeah. like, wow. They I thought they did a great job. They could have really like cheaped out on what that who that woman was. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was very rewarding at the end. I don't know what they possibly could have done to make it different or, you know, whatever. But they did a great job, is basically. I, I think it's cool that, like, we get to see your perspective and my perspective in the sense that, like, you've already watched it. So, like, the climax is, you know, you're expecting it. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, new and you get to remember, I guess, like, yeah. what it would be like. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, again, is totally not fair, though, because, I, again, I'm like... Well, it might the tank rest it of in the it, ratings, yeah. Yeah. But I'm tr- I'm trying to be I feel like a lot of people are going to like this episode and they're going to be like, "What is wrong with you? What do you mean you don't like this episode?" I do like it. It's just you get what I'm saying. It's like I was waiting for the punch and mm-hmm. so I I had this sense of anticipation like ugh, the whole time. So. So let's get into dislikes because Oof. I keep hitting it. Okay. <laughs> I keep I keep hitting that. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to start off with something I already mentioned. Which is the starting music. I hate that starting music. Every time. It's like a... Or like... It's like a smooth like jazz Really? Oh my gosh. That's so monk. That's so sad. That hurts my little it's, heart. That you don't like it. Not I'm the pretty theme song. Sure. It's like... Well, okay, but I, I, I could be totally wrong about this, but I believe that Jeff Beal, who did the original theme, he scores the episodes as well. No so way. those are his little ditties throughout, like whether it's, uh, you know, suspenseful music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had, there's some people, I think somebody posted in our Munker group how they bought like the soundtrack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to some of the music and it's really good. Like, cause you can, they're called like different things. Like each, each song title is called something different. And you read the song title, like, you know, Trudy's case or something. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to it, it puts you in that mood of what you could be watching. It's very interesting. We'll have to do that someday, but maybe we'll have an episode or something about it where we talk about the music That'd be cool. because it's it as much as you that's why I'm saying oh it hurts my heart because it's Monk's music is so iconic. And so if you listen to those individual tracks you'll be like, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. So like you said they're all the same. They all have their own actual little different subtleties to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. So that's I that's guess. my that's my little rebuttal on dissing the music. Um, I don't know. I guess you're right. I'll, oh, if I remember, I'll observe in the next episode and be like, oh. Okay, I love I'll, the music. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Something like that. Whatever. Hopefully. Okay, the first thing I put was Jacob Posner. Okay, he's not that, I mean, he, well, actually, he is that bad because he's a murderer, but he's kind of like squirrely. Whenever they meet him anyway, and you're like, this guy's up to no good. Mm-hmm. And then, really, he was actually the victim, so it wasn't his fault. But then, oh, Randy. the pawn guy. Yes, the oh. pawn shop guy. Yeah, sorry. Jacob Pawn. Posner. Pawns? Because he's a pawn. <laughs> Jacob Pawner. Pawn. Pawner. He's a pawner. Yeah, but but it's like. Wait, but he's not, though, because it's a coin store. It's not pawn okay, shop. Okay, so we're bad at making jokes. <laughs> okay. Jacob Coin Guy. <laughs> Jacob Coin Man. Okay, so I thought he was so rude to Randy because Randy had a 1965 dime. And he was like, oh, is this worth anything? And he's like, it might be worth something if you use it to scratch a winning lotto ticket. It's like, that's so rude. And also felt like personally attacked because recently 
I went through all of my pennies that I have. Because mm-hmm. I use, like, the silver coins. I use those, like, to buy water and stuff. So yeah. I have, like... I have tons of pennies left over. So I went to like look at all the years that I had. And the oldest one I had was like 1940 or 1941. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And then whenever he was so mean to Randy, I felt personally attacked because I had just gone through my coin collection. And I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) I have a 1965 penny. (laughs) And that is rude. So I did not like that. Candace, I've ripped on this before and I'll rip on it again. The nobody believes monk narrative. Yeah. That's a rough one. Always. Oh, I know you've proved us wrong every time, monk, but you know what? I'm just going to disagree with you. It's like, just trust him. He's a genius. He's always right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but how we do, we definitely don't like that, but also he, he needs some type of antagonist. And so if it's not Stottlemyre, it's got to be somebody or it's got to come from somewhere. Uh-huh. So unless you want somebody like, you know, the guy who fires him or whatever mm-hmm. to be there, then that's kind of what you get. That That's where that narrative, I feel like, comes from. But I can, yeah, I can definitely see how it's just annoying that we're in season six and people still don't believe him. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, just go, just go have a drink and watch the fish swim around and you'll forget that you saw a murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. The thing is, it's like, it's either this, the nobody believes monk narrative, or guy who always admits to it and is like, you can't, you, you can't prove it's me, <laughs> even though it was me, wink. And it's like, what? Prove they're, it. They're, yeah. Okay, how about the fact you said prove it? <laughs> Done. Okay. Like, I... There has to be, yeah, like you said, there has to be an antagonist. And their antagonist is either really cheesy or a figure of speech that is very cheesy. So. Yeah. I get what you're saying, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, the guy that swindles Monk. I actually don't Mm -hmm. mind the actor. But I think he actually did a really great job. Mm -hmm. He played it very well. And he was very, like, conny, but also suave yeah. And like, I, I don't I like know. that. Yeah. He was actually a good character, but just the fact that I don't like when people take advantage of Monk. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, and then he steals his wallet. Yeah. Which is funny though, because the captain and Randy, they are like, oh, we have a friend named Monk. Oh yeah. And they totally know that it's Monk's credit card. Uh-huh. They're just drinking on Monk's dime, which is so funny. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's funny, but yeah, just the guy swindling them and, Tricking Randy and tricking those guys and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, At the beginning, I was so confused, Candace. Let me just say that. Mm. I was, I wrote down, I am beyond confused. Why right now? And then didn't finish my sentence. <laughs> like, like, why right now? This is happening. No, just why right now? So yeah. I'm beyond confused about me be, being beyond confused. Lots of confusion. Lots of <laughs> <laughs> confusion. But you liked it still, right? It was, yeah, I, liked I, it. I liked that. Oh, okay, okay. All right. This one, I kind of touched it on in the like section. But, and I will say like, oh, I was just waiting for the Trudy moment. I will admit that I looked at the timestamp. This is when Monk was poking the guy with the broom. This would be the part where I started laughing. Mm-hmm. And where I 
it was kind of getting me going like, okay, now we're talking action. Now what's going to happen? This guy's actually dead. Let's do this. And almost borderline forgot what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was like, oh, I'm into this. But then again, I looked at the timestamp and it was 34 minutes. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh gosh, it took me 34 minutes to get into this episode. Mm -hmm. So that's, that wasn't good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My last dislike is less of a dislike and more of, I don't even know what it is, but it's, I love, I really do love this episode, but I could see how someone could hate it. Like if you were here and you were like, I do not like this episode at all. It was so chaotic and I did not get it and blah, 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 blah. I would understand because, you know. Yeah. It's either a love it or hate it kind of episode. Yeah. Which is basically what I'm kind of getting at. Not that I hate it, but that it it is so different from a standard monk episode uh-huh, yeah. that you're like you could easily be like yeah I didn't like that one because it didn't have the gang it didn't have the mm-hmm. standard mystery yeah. anecdote done clue whatever so yeah and and that again ties into my my last dislike is no Natalie action mm-hmm. we only see Natalie at the beginning and the very end yeah which she has you know cute parts or whatever but. That's not enough. Know, <laughs> That's not right? enough, Natalie. It's just not. So, I miss Dude, Natalie. There's as, no such thing as too much Natalie. I will say. As, as much as I rag on her for her terrible Natalie <laughs> schemes, <laughs> I still miss her. So, let's, yeah. yeah. All right, you done with dislikes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> He's, He's the, the guy. guy. Okay, so, per usual, I have nobody. Woohoo! Oh, gosh. Okay, then I'll go through these quickly. Okay, the first one is Gully, right? The con guy. He's played by Donald Logue. And some of his bigger credits were from Blade, The Patriot, Ghost Rider. But I knew him from Grounded for Life. I love me some Blade. Oh, really? Oh. That's the guy with the trench coat. Yeah, yeah. That you said looks like the other guy, the other antagonist. The bald guy from the Mr. Muck and the Really Dead guy. Wesley Snipes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because me and my dad to be clear, like, that's not the person that's in Mr. Yeah, Book and the yeah. Really Dead Guy. Wesley, <laughs> Wesley Snipes, top ten at least, are my favorite actors. I love them. Really? And oh, that's interesting. I never would have ever imagined yeah, that. Me and my dad a few weeks back were just like, let's just watch all the Blade movies. And I enjoyed them. They were good. What? That's crazy. They're that's, good, yeah. That's funny. Well... Donald Logue was in Blade, so there you go. <laughs> but like I was saying, I knew him from Grounded for Life. I used to watch that show like every day when I got home from school, probably like what early mid two thousands. And it's just about you know we're just a regular family that, but they're a little a little borderline like white trash. Mm-hmm. The daughter goes to Catholic school, but she's like really she behaves badly and stuff. So uh-huh. it was a pretty good. He was he was a funny dad, like real like pushover dad kind mm-hmm. of. So yeah, he was really good in that. The next person is Jacob Posner. Okay. Interestingly enough, his name is JP, like Jacob Posner, which remember when they found the tie clip too, or the money clip and Monk finds it and it says JP and the waitress who's like in on it. She's like, oh yeah, that's our cook, Jerry Parker or something. That's his, but she's totally lying. Uh But that money clip belonged to Jacob Posner. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But then his real life name says JP Mannix. That's his real life name. So they must have uh, just done that, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, The Office. And they're like, this is Creed. And then you're like, oh, yeah, oh I wonder true. what his real life name is. 
Yeah. This is greed. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. And then he's, okay, so he's from Veep, ER, and but I know him from Phil of the Future. I thought you were going to recognize him, but you've never seen Phil of the Future, right? Mm-hmm, never. It was a Disney Channel show. It came, it was like on in the like, bef- right, I came like right before Lizzie McGuire or maybe, at, you know, no, sorry, after Lizzie McGuire, like that's so Raven. And then Phil of the Future and it starred Ricky Ullman. It had Allie from Allie and AJ. And I loved that show. Also, Ricky Elman was super cute, but I digress. <laughs> and uh, so Jacob Posner, he's the guy, because Phil's family, you know, Ricky Elman is Phil. His family's from the future. So Jacob Posner is the guy who's always like seeing them like accidentally do like a futuristic gadget or something. And he's like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's something wrong with you. Like, what are you doing? What is, you know, so he's always trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, What's what's up with this family? He doesn't know they're from the future, but he knows there's something wrong with them. So he's he's from that. He's in almost like every episode, I think. So. Oh. And then, okay. Speaking of Office, speaking of Ooh. the Office, we made a little uh, mess up. Remember when we were talking about? I think what were we talking about? Todd Packer. Oh yes. Being from the Office, and we we're like, oh, Todd Packer's on here. Angela's on here. Dwight is on here. So yeah, that's three people from the Office. Okay, we forgot about Trudy. So, so Melora Hardin is completely and utterly Trudy, and we be stupid. Oh. So, how did we forget that? My. That is crazy. Oh Oh my gosh, we're so stupid, kids. Yeah, so I actually didn't even think of it. I was looking through uh, the YouTube comments, and someone was like, oh yeah, these are all the people that were on the office. This one, this one, this one, and Trudy. I was like, oh my gosh, we're so dumb. And then also somebody pointed out, though, that Dwight and Angela were both killers. And I was like, aw, heart. That was kind of cute. And then also we messed up on David Keckner's name. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I was like, Kochner? Kochner? Oh, yeah. But I should have known. It's Dave Keckner because I listened to The Office Ladies. Duh. Doy. Doy. Is that all you have for you, Zuka Candace? Okay, I have one more person. Oh. All right. And... This is when Monk is sitting in the chair because he can't sleep and he picks up a book off the shelf called An uh, Almost Perfect Murder. And you can see it says written by High Conrad on the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's a writer, right? Yeah, exactly. He's one of the writers on the show. So you'll see his name like pop up, like written by or execu- co-executive produced or whatever by High Conrad. So uh, I thought that was a cute little call back to like uh-huh. his name. So that was cool. That is cool. Junk time. Okay, welcome back to Junk Time, my favorite time in years on the show, where we eat snackily doodle doos and Candace asks me some question of doodle doos. Yeah, that needs to be scripted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Candace, what are the what are the questions? Okay, so actually, I don't have any questions for this week, but I have something better. So this isn't our favorite time. Oh, wait. It'll be your favorite time. Because we have a huge announcement. Oh, the huge announcement? We're doing that now? Yeah. (gasps) I mean, because we did just speak about Hi Conrad. We did. So, do you want to tell the people what's up, Noah? Okay. So, next week, a few weeks, uh, stay alert. Because in the next few weeks, we are doing an interview with writer Hi Conrad. And it's, it's cool that we got this interview with him. Just as this cameo popped up, which is awesome because, yay, Hunker, yay. Hi, Conrad. Woo-hoo. I am 
for one, super excited to interview a writer because it, that is, I mean, this show is great because obviously the actors are fantastic and they bring these characters to life, but these are the people that are writing all yeah. of this content that we love so much. Mm-hmm. You know, we poke some plot holes into it sometimes <laughs> for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, you know, have our dislikes, but for the most part, we have our likes. Yeah. We love it. And, you know, it, it, so I think just interviewing a writer is going to be so insightful yeah. for the questions that we have that, you know, you guys have out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about it. Yes. I am. I mean, I'm stoked. So hopefully you guys are, like Noah said, staying alert. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen or drop for you guys, but... We will let you know, you know, on social media when it's coming out. But that is our that is our huge announcement. Yeah. Me and Kiddos, we literally love this show. We have a whole podcast dedicated to it. So it's going to be a lot of fun to get inside of these writers' heads. Yeah. And ask them a bunch of questions. Yeah. And you guys obviously love the show, too, because you're listening to us. Yeah. Unless you just, like, super love us or something <laughs> for some random reason. Uh, but, you know, you love Monk, too. So... Hopefully you Let guys will get get, send, send in some questions for mm-hmm. us to ask. Maybe we'll choose one, and but we've got to we've got to write some good questions. Uh-huh, yeah. So that's on us. And hopefully we get you guys a fantastic interview. And yeah, I'm super excited. We have to have some fun. All right, now for our junk. So I said I was going to say why I'm eating pudding. Oh yeah. So very recently. I actually got my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, monk superphobia. That is, you know, one thing that we do have in common. I absolutely hate the dentist. We've talked about this before. We've talked about the time that I was going to the dentist. That's I was going for my consult. And they basically said, well, I mean, you can get your teeth out if you want to, uh, but you don't have uh-huh. to. It's, it's, very, it's very elective at this point. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not bothering you, it's fine. And... Well, that's why I went because they're bothering me. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, geez. I put it off as long as I could until I started getting like headaches <laughs> from it. And was like, okay, Not fine. Fun. I'll take them out. But I'm on the mend, needless to say. And <laughs> and I am enjoying pudding instead of the cheeseburger or anything crunchy or Candace, hard. Trust me, or... you do not want this cheeseburger. It is... He you says, with, just got me the impossible burger." He says, Guys, "With two bites left." If you have a chance, a, a, if you only have one dollar, and you're going to Burger King, turn around. It's not worth it. Okay, come back, work for five dollars, grab a job at the, your local Walgreens for like two hour, one hour or something, and be like, "Hey, I'd like to work here full time." They'll be like, "Okay, sweet, here's a position." And then you work for one hour, and then you quit. Right there on the spot, you go to Burger King and you get that Impossible Whopper. Okay? You will not regret it. Thank you. <laughs> like a speech. Thank, oh. thank you for your time. <laughs> uh, or I recommend just going to Chick-fil-A or something instead. But if I had my nasty. first choice. Okay, whoa. It's gross, Now I quit Candace. the podcast. <laughs> it is. Chick-fil-A is not. Oh my gosh. You're going to alienate half our crowd. I have to cut all this out. Where you hang on Chick-fil-A. I don't like it, okay? Okay, what about Raisin Cane's? Raisin Cane's good. Okay, well then, we agree. Raisin Cane's no, my we... fave, so... No, we're talking about... Raisin Cane's. No, we're talking about Chick-fil-A, though. No, but I How said... Do... What? How do those correlate at all? 
because if you hate Chick-fil-A, then I quit the podcast. But if you like my actual favorite, then I will stay. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I get, I get, I get. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And the last thing for junk time is this episode actually had some bonus features. Ooh. So the DVD, it had an audio commentary with Ted Levine, Jason Gray Stanford, Tony Shalhoub, and I believe it was Randy Zisk, the director, and David Breckman. I believe that's who it was. But they had a few interesting things to say, so I jotted some down, and I thought I would share them with everyone. And the winner of the Junk Monk Box obviously can watch it. You don't have to listen to me say it. But for all the other people who didn't win, here we go. First, they filmed the show at night, obviously, as you can see. But that meant that they actually, you know, they had to do a night schedule. So they were working from, you know, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, they actually filmed this episode at, they, I don't know if it was at the end of the season per se, but at least it was at the end of like a certain block of episodes, right? They kept mentioning that like, oh, thank God we did this like towards the end of the chunk or the season because it's so hard to get back on schedule once you've been filming at 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So that's really tough. So I thought that was an interesting perspective. And then also the director was saying how they were scouting locations. So all those locations were actually like real busy streets with real cars on them. And they used the train station Mm -hmm. that they were in. And that was, you know, a real train station that was actually had people in it. I don't think they weren't controlling the people that were in there. It was just that they were scouting these places from, I said, you know, like I said, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. to see exactly what the lighting was going to look like, how many people were in there, how busy it was, and what all they were going to have to do in order to do that. So they had to do that a week before. So it's even like more thrown off their schedule for, you know, weeks at a time. And then also they had uh, Trudy, you know, or Trudy's Trudy's eyes. You know, the yeah. girl was wearing contacts. The, mm-hmm. the woman was wearing contacts. And Tony Shalhoub mm-hmm. also mentioned, you know, how, like I was saying, they, in the script it said, the woman is not, you know, very interesting looking whatsoever, except for, you know, her eyes are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And, but Tony was explaining like, you know, this woman actually, she wasn't bad looking. Like she was actually pretty. I guess his point was that Monk could have actually been attracted to her. And that was, that was kind of a little bit a part of the mystery. Like, is he just attracted to her? Like what's going on? Yeah. So even though it's said she wasn't supposed to be interesting looking, she was beautiful enough that, Monk would actually be like, possibly he's just attracted to her in general. So yeah. I thought that was a, an interesting tidbit. And then, so Randy's pajamas were Captain America, right? But originally they were going to be Superman pajamas. No way. Yeah. And so I guess they couldn't get clearance for that. And so they, yeah, they had, uh, he was wearing Captain America instead. But they said it worked out great because of all the jokes that, you know, they got to say mm-hmm. about it. So that was cool. So then the last thing was the the scene where Monk ha- is having this really tender moment with this actress who has Trudy's eyes. The original script, instead of him, you know, touching her tear and just putting their heads together, he actually was supposed to get her tear off of her face and then touch it to his tongue. Which I thought what? was so strange. On Wait, what planet what? would Monk do that? Right? 
Ew, ew, wait, why would they think that at all? And what, in what world? Yeah, I, I, I guess, like, maybe, I would say that's anybody but Monk might do that. Yeah. Like, it's still kind of weird in general to do that because, again, it's not your wife. It's a stranger, mm-hmm. so that's weird. But I think the way that they ended up doing it was perfect, and I think that if they had done the tongue thing, that would have been a, a strange moment. That's my opinion. That would have been but, weird as heck. Yeah, but I thought that was I thought that was interesting. But that is very interesting. Yeah. So that is actually it for junk time. Plot holes. Okay, Candace. Give me some plot holes. Do you have any plot holes, Noah? I do. I have one. Oh, <laughs> so you have plot hole. I have, I have plot. <laughs> I have one so the answer was no. <laughs> I have plot hole. I do. Where Noah has a no lot of plots. <laughs> okay, first of all, they screen the QVC calls, right? Mm-hmm. When Monk is calling and she's like, it's the same guy. Don't answer. They they screen those. You don't. They're you're not screening them on air like that. So as funny as that was, they definitely like that was not accurate. Oh, also they were saying how they in the commentary that they were actually filming that on the same set, like right, like there was like a partition between them, and they were uh-huh. recording them both at the same time. So he was actually like on the phone on one end. And then on the other end, the woman was like right on the other side of the wall doing that whole skit. I was like, "Really? What? That's cool. That's awesome. Why yeah. would they? That's that seems that seems difficult. very over the top. You know, like like why didn't they film them separately? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess to get the reaction, I don't know. I thought it was interesting though. That is, yeah. Okay, another one is Monk really doesn't sleep for three days. Like, oh. I mean, I know it's, I know it's physically possible, but remember we've been, it's kind of been a theme lately where we're talking about what extremes Monk is going through. Mm-hmm. Like he's suicidal. He's, he's, he's okay with the wrong man. You know, he's not okay, but you know, he's not suicidal for about the wrong man. But in this, he doesn't sleep three days cause he can't remember the woman. Yeah. It just seems again, it's a very, another extreme reaction to what the situation was Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i haven't i i was gonna say i haven't slept in three days but i i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before but i've gone three days without sleeping and it was horrible terrifying and i wish it wasn't that bad (laughs) it was 10 out of 10 i'd do it again again. (laughs) i recommend it it. it's really tired just thinking about it oh my gosh i fell asleep at this time yesterday because it was very tired non-existent reasons i don't know why i was so tired yeah i definitely don't recommend not sleeping for three days though that is not good mm. no you don't even know experience <laughs> experience uh yeah I, <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that i don't okay the next one is this guy could have totally used a straw to drink that bourbon whenever he says i can drink this bourbon without touching this glass i thought he was gonna pull out a straw yeah. And then he lost a dollar by drinking it with his hands. I mean, it was still a good con, but he still lost a dollar. Yeah. He could have lost zero dollars. So, yeah. I thought I would, like, I don't know, like, sip it out of the cup or something. I don't I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like it was, like, the repeat and repeat where you could just get out of it by saying, 
Oh, dang it. I forget how you get out of it. Because I didn't come up with it. Pete and Repeat were in a boat. Pete fell out. Who was left? Repeat was left. That's how you get out of it. Wait, what? Repeat was left? Pete and Repeat were in a boat. Pete fell out. Who was left? Repeat. Oh, and then you finish it. Repeat was left. Mm-hmm. In the boat. Wait, so... So if you just say repeat was left in the boat, it doesn't. You you don't just say repeat. And then, you know, how it keeps going. Uh-huh. So... Okay, then who do you... Wait, what... Then how do you get out of this one? No, I'm just saying that's what it... That's how it reminded me oh, of it. Oh, oh, oh. Because there's a different way that you can... You mm-hmm. can do it better. Yeah. So... Not it's it's not the same thing. It just that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Monk carries around Trudy's license. Did you notice that? Whenever he shows her, a, he shows Goalie a picture of Trudy, and it's her driver's oh, license yeah, in the wallet. Who carries around the driver's <laughs> license? Nobody does that. It's a photo. Oh, this is my late wife. Here's a picture. Do you, did you already say your plot hole? No, I haven't. Okay, go for it. Okay, so. The chant. Wait, wait. No, let me. Let me get all. Let me. Let's Candace, get all riled up. Candace. The chances that Randy was flipping to the sports channel and found mm. Monk on that weird commercial thing, commercial channel thing. Yeah. At the same exact time, Randy happens to be up that late. Which I mean, it wasn't that late, was it? it was oh like, yeah, I don't think it, it was, was like, that late. It was probably like eleven or so. Yeah. Or ten okay. thirty. He's watching sports, which. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But he's flipping channels, which why would you flip channels if you're watching sports? I guess you're, like, switching to another one. But even then, yeah, no, that you make sense happen at the, at the same time, one of your best friends happens to be on TV while you're flipping channels. That's That's a good one. That's a really good one. Right? Yeah, no. That wouldn't happen. Because he's like... Well, because, yeah, what did you say? He's, he said he's flipping through the sports. Or he was watching the sports channel or what? Yeah, because like, him and Sodom are like, yeah, we saw you on the TV. I was flipping through a sports channel. I know it's a different you. time now as far as cable and stuff goes, but tell me that you flip through channels to go to the sports channel. Like, no, yeah. you know the sports channel. Mm-hmm. You don't flip through QV- QVC to find the sports. So, yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. I like that. Thank you. Okay, I know it's Randy and it was funny and all, but why didn't he put his clothes back on? Why is he wearing his pajamas to work? Oh, yeah. Like that. Was, true, true, true. You, again, it's Randy. You could argue that he would do that, but I don't think... I don't think he's honestly that unprofessional that mm-hmm. he would do that. So, again, it was funny, but I don't think he would actually do that. Yeah. Okay. True as Trudy. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> We could have literally said that at any other point in the show ever. That's true. That's true. True as Trudy. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I mean, because it was a true statement. Like, it was a oh, true okay. plot hole, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, no one called Natalie all night. True. Monk is w- as Trudy. <laughs> Oh, you're so you're, you're the, the worst. worst. You're God, the worst. You are so the worst. You're literally the worst. It's funny though because um you're the worst. That's so stupid. <laughs> but seriously, nobody called Natalie the whole night. Yeah. Monk is wandering around, he's seeing fictitious murders, and Stottlemyers 
response is just go drink by yourself at yeah. a bar. Not Natalie. Mark's having a hard time. Can you come pick him up, please? Right. Instead, yeah. Just keep walking down the street. Nothing to see here. That doesn't seem realistic to me whatsoever. That Stoudemire would do that. But agreed. All right. My last one is: Do they tell you whose organs you have? No. Uh, do they? May- True as maybe. <laughs> that that was even dumber. I don't. I don't I, think so. I really don't know, but I feel like if it was me, I wouldn't want to know because I would be like obsessive and like look up who that person was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have their heart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have their. Yeah, because I mean, I've heard like the heart has memories. Whoa. Have you ever heard that? No, I thought it was I, the brain. I've heard the heart has memories. Well, I think the brain, too, but there's sure no such thing as a brain transplant, is there? Yeah, there is. You can't do that. I'm pretty sure brains or hearts, don't they just pump blood? That's it. Have you ever heard those stories where people get, like, a transplant where they're like, I used to never smoke, but now, since I got this transplant, I, I am a smoker now, or I crave cigarettes, come to find out that the person was, the person that they got their heart from was a smoker. So there's, it's, it's not like, oh, genetically speaking, your heart is a smoker. It's something about the memories that those people have or something. It's, I've heard, I've heard different stories about that, but it's, I've heard several different stories, which now that I'm thinking about it would mean that you wouldn't know who had your organs. So wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm remembering this time I had a heart attack and now I remember my full name. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Like. I think it's more, it's, but it's not like I remember things. Well, actually, I no, I think that happens too. I'm going to look that Candace, up because that's, ve- that's a very interesting stuff. phenomena. Brain? No. Brain? There's no, people, but people don't transplant brains. Trans- you don't do that. This isn't Dr. Drake or Mori. Brain, brain transplant. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That, was, gonna... that was my last one though. Can you do a brain transplant? Why are you looking that up? I want to look up if there, if people can. Okay, quick read. The first thing that pops up says the theory of cellular memories that states memories as well as personality traits are not only stored in the brain but also stored in organs such as the heart. And then down here it says, can a heart transplant change your personality? Fifteen percent say that their personality has indeed changed, but. Not because of the donor, because of the life-threatening event. 6% reported a distinct change of personality due to their new hearts. Whoa. So, that was just the first thing that popped up. So, I guarantee there's more research where that came from. Just saying. Mm -hmm. But that had nothing to do with my plot hole. So, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) It really didn't. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moment. All right. What's... My God. Stop that. (laughs) Sorry. I felt the need to do it, so I just did it. Wow. Isn't that your life? (laughs) All right. Out of ten, what? Out of ten, Captain America PJs. Oh, nice. Okay, I actually put out of ten trash can shields. Oh, we have magic wands. On the same page. Randy always has the best. True. He has the best. They're always funny. They're always great. But also, 
a little sneak peek at our viewer's voice. We had Billy from Twitter who he gave us an item. He said out of 10 purple napkins. Yeah. That's good, right? That's good. I like that, Billy. I only have two crazy moments. Okay. What are they? Monk sidebirds aren't even, and a monk drank bourbon? Oh, yeah. He totally did. I know. I know. I'm a genius. Hold your applause. How do you go from taking one sip of wine and getting completely... Wasted. Which I guess he wasn't wasted. He just wasn't feeling well. But he was, So he wasn't really drunk, but he just drinks bourbon like it's no big deal. That doesn't make sense to it's moi. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. The sideburns, right? But he also uses the tongue trick and puts one... He puts his tongue on one side of his mouth to even out the sideburns, so that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He didn't sleep for at least three days. He calls QVC to tell them to fix their figurines. He polishes eggs. Did you see him polishing the eggs? He's in the kitchen when he can't sleep. And he's in there uh-huh. just like using a rag and polishing his eggs. That was interesting. <laughs> he calls Natalie in the middle of the night. Uh, and she wants him to head south. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but if I headed north, I could be at your place in a few minutes. And she's like, yeah, definitely head south. <laughs> He straightens the newspapers outside mm-hmm. and he's trying to fix them. And the guy's like, get your hands off my papers. Um, he solves the High Conrad murder novel after one page. Oh. <laughs> he reads the very first page and he flips to the back. He's like, ugh, I knew it. <laughs> and then lastly, of course, he pokes the man with the broom. The dead man, I should say. <laughs> okay. All right. Most of those, I think, were either cool or not most. Some of them I think were cool and or like just he had a reasoning to do it. Hmm. Out of out of ten Captain America PJs, it's a three out of ten. Okay, I had a I had a one point higher, but I will take it down because again, I feel like my my ratings are a little bit skewed in this episode, so please forgive me. But I'm gonna pull a Noah and switch switch my number. Ooh. Out of ten trash can shields, I'm gonna give him five. Again, his uh, his reaction to this, seeing the, this woman's eyes and not knowing, again, it's a cool visceral reaction, mm-hmm. but not sleeping for three days because of it, yeah. not the most normal reaction, and then just other things that are kind of scattered about. He pokes the dead guy with the broom, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. but again, that was also kind of warranted. I don't know. My probably it's probably too high, but I I'm I already brought it down a point, so I would agree. That's my final high. answer. <laughs> that's my <laughs> final answer. And speaking of skewed ratings, let's move on to rate this episode. All right, Candace, how would you rate this episode and why? Okay, first. Let's ask Billy what he thinks Ooh. that this episode should be rated. So this is Billy at JD Toys on Twitter. He says, this episode has everything. Humor, the Captain America, the best produced action-packed opening scene, a very moving story that's multi-layered and hard to solve until the end. I liked the therapy scene the best, which that's hilarious. <laughs> 
It's funny how Natalie is so oblivious to what went on. Agreed. It's so good. At the end, she's like, all you need is just some, some fresh air. <laughs> she had no idea. <laughs> so, Billy actually rated this a 10.8. <gasps> he knows your rating scale. He does know my rating scale. I think that's what he did. He put 10.8, so I'm assuming... That's what he's saying. So that is amazing. I love that. Of course, because every Monk episode deserves a 10. And that is why Billy is a genius and he wrote it that way. So next is my rating. Again, uh, I don't feel so bad, honestly, because Billy rated it an 8. And uh, my I'm having, again, my struggle. I won't repeat it because I feel like you can feel my anguish through the mic. But this is not your typical Monk episode. It was more than a mystery. I felt that it was almost even like a mini cliffhanger, mm-hmm. right? Because of the Trudy thing. And it was just very, very different, which is why I'm not sure that I, you know, give it a higher rating, basically. I do think the way that they tied the murder together was clever, right? Mm-hmm. And Trudy's eyes just brought the whole episode home. So I am going to go with a 10.85. 8.5 out of 10? Yeah. Candace, I, Candace, I, Candace. I feel like you're going to hit it higher, is my guess. My jaw dropped. This episode was such a real adventure. It was random yet controlled. It felt like a feature film blockbuster with a deeper meaning. It left me in suspense. It made me remember the great writing the show has. Not your typical monk episode, but definitely a classic which is why I scored it a ten out of ten. Oh, so two tens. Two tens. Wow. I I can see mm-hmm. that. I can I honestly can see that. Again, it's just it is it, I'm going off a little bit of personal a little personal on this end. But I'm glad that you gave it such a high score because I feel like a lot of the fans out there, Wanted they would be, agree yeah. with that. So, and I think it, it will bode well in the final, our final ranking system at mm-hmm. the end. An 8.5 and a 10, I will average out nicely and it'll, I think it'll still give it a nice high spot. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm okay with it then. I'm all right with it. And that is it for our show. Oh, it's fun. I'm tired. Like I said. Oh, it's like five o'clock. It's five o'clock in the afternoon, and I was like, "All right, it's uh, time to hit the hay." Okay, I'm tired. What can I say? But guys, get excited about our interview with High Conrad. Yes, I am very excited. You should be excited. We should also be excited. It's gonna be great. Uh, It's gonna be a blast. Um, before we head out, Candace, can we give a big round of applause? Or Toby, I mean, Toby, can we give a big round of applause for this episode? Thank you. Um, thank you guys for watching. Watching? I always say that. Watching. You always say that. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. If they're watching, we've got some issues. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> this room is bugged. This room is so bugged. Okay. I'm going to put a piece of tape over the camera. <laughs> do you do that? Or have you heard of people doing that? I mean, obviously, my laptop's right there. Nope. Is that your laptop? Yeah. Oh. I do. You have, that's why I thought that. Are, the other ones are there. Noah has multiple laptops. <laughs> to be fair, I do have the MacBook Pro Wait, do and you the do iMac. That? Have you seen that thing and you put it on top and then it like... Slides? Slides, yeah. Oh, I should do that. 
I should. Totally I just feel like it. I never remember. This is my theory. I think that if anybody, not to anybody, maybe the government or whoever, Big Brother, could, if they wanted to look at you, they can already do that. Yeah. And like obviously, like they can't look if they us. can't see we have you. A whole podcast on this. Who are we gonna? <laughs> They already know my full name and name and last name. Like, what? Oh, no. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, like, well, I I'm just saying, like, die. like, we what? have, guys, we have phones. We have Alexas. We have Siri. Yeah. And so it's like, if you have any type of device that has a Wi-Fi signal, then you are being listened to. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. I know that for a fact. Toby told me. Toby he, himself. To- he works for the Illuminati, actually. <laughs> Well, he he met people who work for those like advertising companies mm-hmm. who they say like, oh yeah, well we listen to your phone. Well, we don't listen to everything you say. They we just love to say that we huh? just li- we just listen for buzzwords. Like if you're saying oh ring, you're probably shopping for jewelry, so maybe you need like an engagement ring and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but they they do listen. I've heard it from the people. I I haven't. It was Toby, honestly. We say that as if we don't have a MacBook, three phones. An Alexa. Oh, the Alexa just we turned have, on as I said that. We have a Chromebook and a Lenovo and a Roku TV right with us, like, in the studio Man, right now. we're bougie. I know we are. Why do we have so many things? My PS4? Huh? I actually have way more stuff. We don't need so fan art. We need more computers. <laughs> Give us, like, four more laptops, guys. <laughs> Why do we have so many? We do not need this many. We, and then this, we're, now we're recording on the laptop before we still record on a gigantic computer. Yeah. I can't just to around. haul around Well, everywhere. technically Toby did it. Te- so yeah. that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Now Toby's so lazy. Yeah, this now because the... I can carry the laptop, he's like, yeah, eh. <laughs> and doesn't set anything up. It's so annoying. Yeah, this is the first day we have Toby back in a while since he just skips recording days often. Yeah. Since he's like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Shut up, Toby. I had to plug everything in, though. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Toby's messing up the cue cards. Okay, bye, guys. (laughs) That's the thing. We don't need fan art. We don't need computers. We need better help. (laughs) Our help is... We need Mr. Monkeys at our service. (laughs) Exactly, guys. Um, All right, we've gone on several different tangents. I think we're, we're the worst, Candace. We're just fiddly farting around is we what's really happening. Are. We really are. Okay, bye everyone. Get high for the High Conrad episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy this. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoy life. That's also true. <laughs> Before we go on another tangent, I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we're signing off. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.